DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode without my brother, my partner, my man. Don't like I'm Keith. What do you do, bro? Baked chicken and chunky. Yo, I thought about that because I heard before we started recording, mm-hmm. I had a conversation about thawing out some beef and chicken. <laughs> so I know you're about to whip some shit up, some surf and turf or some turf and girth or whatever. Nah, man, we got to got to clear the freeze out, make new space. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, nah, hey. what's good with you, man? How you living in these streets? How's life? Yeah, life is good, man. Can't complain. Got my health, you know. Got the Lord. Got the television and shit. Can't ask for nothing else. It's a little bit of sunshine. Getting cold, but it ain't there yet. So enjoy this last bit of nice weather before everybody gets locked up in their little. Uh, Corona, Corona boxes. It's, it's it's look like it's heading that direction, right? Like it's gonna happen, yeah. man. But um, this is the weather that gets everybody sick. This is the weather that makes me nervous. This this one starts on the sniffling because people don't know how to dress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, uh, we still we still in that in that um season, I guess, in that section of the season. But um, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take because when it get cold, it get cold. <laughs> Ain't no looking back from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just enjoy the shit. Just don't even think about it. Just do what you do. Right up. Nah. Until then, man, life's good on my end, though, bro. I can't complain. Um, virtual learning still, still kicking my ass, but my daughter seems to be getting it down. So that's that's all that really matters, you know what I mean? Um, it, it's it's you see it every week, though, man. It's, it's it's hard for these kids to stay engaged. I sometimes I look over her shoulder and I'm like, I don't know how she could possibly be paying attention because there's way too much shit going on on the screen at once, you know what I mean? But uh, she she's doing it somehow. So they just on Zoom and the teachers is, is talking. Yeah, Google Meet slides and stuff. There's the Google Meet, and yeah, you see all okay. the other students, and you can see their faces, and they, all the students are on mute. Um, so that, you know, sometimes I gotta remind students to put it back on mute, <laughs> and then sometimes I gotta tell them to because they, they're trying to answer the question, but they didn't take it off mute, so they gotta tell them. So you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, a lot, some of them are just getting the the hang of it down with that. Um, and then, you know, it's just technical difficulties in general. Just, you know, you imagine all these people on one call, you know what I mean? Stuff, stuff's going to uh, buffer and, you know, skip and all types of stuff. So they they, they go through that. But I, I think they're all, they're all kind of getting it down. Um, and it's really just a matter of, I guess, on the independent end as a parent, taking picking up where they left off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So do you think that they getting, they're actually getting the lessons? Like they getting the content of it? Or like they, they're at where they should be at? I say my kid. I think my kid is keeping up with it pretty good. Um, in math, I think she needs a little bit more work, but um, in reading and spelling, she's doing pretty good. I don't think every kid though is getting it because, like we said before, some kids really need to benefit from that classroom atmosphere. And um, it, like just an example, like one of my coworkers was telling me his his uh, his son never used computers before. So not only does he have to learn whatever curriculum he's going to have to learn for the new year, it's the literacy of learning how to maneuver around a computer. You know what I mean? And, and you know what I mean? Like, right. like luckily, like I said, my daughter's picked up on it quick. She uses a MacBook here and when she's with her grandparents, she uses a um, PC. So, you know, she's kind of get the, the different uh, operating systems down, so to speak. But for the most part, like I said, I think she's getting it. We haven't reached a point where I felt like it's been a hindrance to her learning so far. But, um... She she's always had she's she's had I shouldn't say always because she's only been in school. This is first grade for her, so she's only been in pre K and kindergarten. But um, her teachers have previously said that 
attention issues could be um, something to keep track on. And, you know, here she's just in her comfort zone. So you got to make sure there's no distractions around her. She's trying to sneak little things just to play with. Cause I was the same way in school, man. I, I don't give me two pens. Cause I'll have them two pens fighting each other when I was in <laughs> first grade, second grade. Like I was the weird old whole narrative with them two working pens. Up, making voices and sounds. So <laughs> I know where, I know where she get it from, but it's just like a matter of somehow I was able to, do it, you know what I mean? I don't know where where it clicked, but somehow I was able to be like, all right, do what you're going to do, but make sure you grasp what's going on, you know what I mean? And I think right. um, she's walking that balance now. She's figuring she's still in her little world, but she's also paying attention and able to answer questions. So it's just a matter of seeing where she needs the, the extra help and making sure you focus on it, don't let her fall behind. And stuff like right, that, right. but it really Something. makes you it really makes you evaluate. Whereas before, you know, parents were just showing up in report card that they just you know yell at their kid for their own deficiencies as a parent, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But now well, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, now, now that you bring that up, it's interesting because before the parent parents were, or they parents felt that their responsibility was just to step in when the kid is fucking up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and then leave the. Like the pro- like progressing the child, like actually pushing them forward in in education, life, or whatever. That was up to the teacher, but now the parent parents have to take such a huge part in actually pushing the kid forward. Like now, nah, you're in the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, like you said, you're in the nitty gritty. You in the trenches. You in all of it, and then you kind of like if you slack, that's on them. You know, what I'm saying? it's like it, it was funny because like you know, you just sometimes you get in a mode where we're all getting used to the change of life from. Uh, coronavirus COVID-19 and it's like sometimes you just forget and you just start bitching like man I gotta gotta uh, make sure my kid is on the computer for each session and you know there's breaks and there's all type like my computer the battery died on my laptop today like I just dumbed out and didn't plug it back in and it just died and she's like you know what I mean it just cut her off in the middle of the call it's just like little stuff like that so I'm like bitching about it and complaining and then I'm like like but I had to catch myself and say I'm invested I'm, I'm invested in her success in more ways than one you know what I mean um, so it's like right. now I'm actually a part of it, and why wouldn't you want to have a part in something that you're invested in? Why would you want to leave it to to fate or the teacher's responsibility? You know what I mean? So it's uh it 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 makes more sense now. I think it it, it allows parents. And who knows if the world ever goes back to where we are before? If we'll go back to that, or if parents will stay having that involvement in their kids' education? I guess uh you know this is my first kid, so it's my first experience with it all. Um, so in that respect. It's not that much of a change. It's not like I did it with another kid and and um, now I got to adapt to something new. It's kind of, you know, I'm just kind of going with the punches. Same thing with her, like her being so young and having to go through Corona. I was thinking about that the other day where like everyone wearing masks. She's so young that it's not like she has to adjust to something new. She just thinks this might be the norm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. she knows it's not what it was before, but it's not like that much of an, a, a change for her and that much of an adjustment because she's just growing through it. So, um We'll see how the kids adapt to it and everybody, parents, kids, education, everything. You know what I mean? I just, you got to stay focused on yours, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess for y'all, it's not, not a lot to compare to. There's not a lot of just life of how life was before Mm -hmm. for her to compare to now when people are wearing masks. And for you, you don't have a kid before who you're like, yeah, they went through school. I dropped them off. I picked them up at the end of the day. Like you, this is, you're, you're doing it now. There's nothing normal about any experience you have with her because all of it's strange. Exactly. Because it's the first time. Exactly. And then definitely with, with you, with your, with your influence, I was smart enough to put her in pre-K, but if you really do the math on it, I really got what, a year and a half? Because in the middle of her kindergarten year, Corona hit. So I really had only a year and a half of really doing it. You know what I mean? Um, Although we were getting the routine down and we were getting it, it wasn't, 
as big of a change if it was something that we were doing for five years or even a decade. You know what I mean? So it, it uh, yeah. definitely feel bad for the parents who do. Because it's hard. You, you, you have to remind yourself, damn, this is my kid. I can't just... I should have been, I don't like. I should have been paying teachers more all this time because damn, they was doing hell of a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it, it, it's hitting everybody now, man. But like everything in life, COVID nineteen is changing everything. You watch sports. There's nobody in the um, stands in the arenas, and we thought that'd be a big change, but we're adapting to it. We're watching it, and and everything, right? Every every event, award shows, everything is is different. But it's it's beautiful to see how human beings are adapting to it. You know what I mean? And um. I guess we'll get right into it in 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 a turn of events that could only have been written in a script for 2020. We got the leader of the free world contracting coronavirus, COVID-19. <laughs> like it, it, it has caught up with Donald Trump. Finally, um, after months of belittling the disease and undermining mask use, uh, throwing large rallies and even, you know, making fun of. Uh, his opponents for wearing masks, uh, Joe Biden particularly. Um, it, it came out this week that Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump contracted coronavirus. Um, this was after news of, uh, I think Hope Hicks was one of the first people, right, to um, have tested positive. And following that news, we now have Kellyanne Conway's positive and about like 13 positive tests altogether in the White House. So that's troubling, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I mean, honestly, kind of funny. I think Michael Che from Saturday Night Live said it best. Absolutely brilliant what he said. What he said was that, you know, basically anybody catches coronavirus, you hear about it, you know how dangerous it could be. You're like, damn, like there's not, there's nothing. There could never be anything funny about that. Now, now you talk about somebody who's over 70 years old, you're like, wow, like, yo, I'm praying, praying, praying. I'm telling everybody to pray for you. Mm-hmm. But like just comedically, comedically, just l- listen to the elements. He cracks on people for wearing a mask. He says this disease ain't nothing. He says you ain't gonna catch it. You good and talking about all the hoaxes and everything like that. And then a few days later, comes down with symptoms. Like that's crazy. It, it's well, almost how, like, like um, how could you how, how could you not say a good, good for your ass? It's hard. It takes a lot of maturity that I don't have. <laughs> well, it's the poetic justice of it all, right? That's what makes it the right. uh, comedic. It's the it's, it's comedic timing. It's um, it's like you know when you. I don't know. I kind of. I'm not. A, I don't consider myself a superstitious person. But sometimes you say something and you be like, "Knock on wood," or you'll tell a story mm-hmm. and you'll be like, "For example, let's say this happens to Keith," and then I'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't put Keith in that story." You know what I mean? Like, don't put that on him. It's kind of like like that, right? Like, why tempt fate? Why just be out here just saying right. things and all willy nilly? And my man was tempting fate like to the maximum, like spitting in the wind, pretty much pissing in the wind, <laughs> like like just like what, what's gonna happen? Like, and, and it happened, man. It uh. Spread, spreading through the wild, the, the the White House, um, and it looks like anyone who really attended what was it the uh, introducing of the Supreme Court Justice Barrett. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people the nomination, that are, yeah, like party ceremony, whatever. Exactly, yeah. A lot of people from that event um, seemed to come positive. So it wasn't much mask use, very close contact. There was not social distancing. If you see pictures of it, and it just was. Uh, uh, I don't. I won't want to say asking for it, but it's like spitting at the precautions that could be could have been taken, pretty much, and just saying, "Ah, we don't need that." <laughs> yo, man, this and this, it, yo, the whole thing is just so. Yo, the White House is supposed to be like the 
the prototypical bubble, like the NBA, the you not the NBA not supposed to be safer than the bubble <laughs> of the White House. When the White House ain't got nobody in the post, the White House ain't got nobody sweating and breathing. Well, they're not supposed to have anybody breathing hard. What like how how you mess that up? Like all you gotta do is just keep everybody disease free. And it's like you're not surprised, but still, man, it's the White House, the, the greatest bubble of all time. Well, the, and then um in, in uh un, unforeseen events, Donald Trump uh checked himself into Walter Reed Medical Center. Um definitely to be treated for, you know, uh, the disease, which is which is bringing up a lot of like Conspiracy theories, right? Now people are like, does he even really have it? This is one of the uh, one of our good friends, bookstore Ricky. Shout out to you. You know, what I mean, he brought up the the conspiracy theory. Like, I don't know, maybe he faking it just to pop right back up and be like, ah, see, it ain't it ain't nothing to be worried about. Look, look, this shit I was telling y'all about works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in a strange turn of events, my man has definitely started the circus of checking into Walter Reed Medical Center. Uh, driving around, waving at, at people that came to support him, um, and then all in, in the end of it all, to be dropped back off at the White House with a camera crew so he can take his mask off <laughs> in a public setting. Um, it all kind of reeks of can we really trust this? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I mean, everything with Donald Trump reeks of that, right? Yo, you well, one I just thought about is that we completely forgot about his taxes and the debate <laughs> that he just straight up yep. nigga caught rabies yep. <laughs> right so I'll just mention that but let me get back to the corona somebody uh, the, 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 I was watching the news and somebody was saying yo Trump just came out like a big fat asshole and said that as quote unquote <laughs> he, he's just in, like, at, like everyone knows assholes your, your supervisor might be an asshole uh, your in-laws might be assholes, but none of them try to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it really feels like he works hard at being an asshole, so much so that he has the 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 top dangerous virus of of our generation. And mind you, we lived through the AIDS crisis, SARS, so <laughs> it's the SARS, it Ebola, yep. and this one takes the cake, right? At least in in, in this country, in America. Mm-hmm. My man fought Corona just to come back and be an asshole. Like, that's crazy. Like, just to be an ass. Like, you know, it would have been so easy for him to be just be like, uh, you know, I, I fucked up. But I'm not going to apologize. Asshole move, but you're not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But then he says, let's go in. But catch me on this balcony walking out and, and stripping my mask off in slow-mo and he's just an ass and then <laughs> and by the way posting on Facebook that the I can't remember exactly what he said but he's like the flu is pretty much the same thing as corona that's something to that effect Facebook said whoa 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 and took that shit down this is not he even said 24 in the hours after he got out of the hospital. In the statement that he was saying, he was like, who knows, maybe I'm immune to it, but I feel great. I feel better than I've ever felt before. He's <laughs> an asshole, man. <laughs> My man is still like, testing positive for it. it. says, I felt better than I've ever t- felt before. <laughs> I can't. He said, I can't wait for the debate next week. And Joe's like, oh, uh, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, we don't need you to Joe sit, Biden, sit Joe, this one out. Joe Biden walks around in a giant condom <laughs> trying to protect 
And I, you know what? Most of the country, over 50% of the country is like, Joe, just stay safe. <laughs> People talking about Joe's not campaigning in Wisconsin, Florida, don't make the same mistake that Hillary Clinton made. Nah, bro. <laughs> you you make that mistake. It's I wish he would stay in his basement. I don't want anything to happen with him. Put Barack out there. Barack can't run again, but not Joe, man. It's it's <laughs> let's, let's let's switch to that. Let's switch gears, man. Let's talk to that debate, bro. Like like you mentioned it, um, how Trump getting this coronavirus definitely took people's minds off of uh not only the debate, the taxes, Melania, the, the there was a video uh recording, uh audio recording of Melania Trump. Um and and stuff. Well, she did not know she was being recorded. Someone that she thought was a, a close friend. When she's making comments that are anti Christmas <laughs> and anti like uh what, what's it uh the separation of parents um and and children at the border. She's kind of like annoyed by the whole like the questionnaire questioning that she's getting from it. So stuff that doesn't quite show the Trumps in a in a, a great light. But that debate was so terrible on just many ways. Like it was. Full of interruptions, which what's the point of a debate if you're just gonna cut everybody off every, every time they they open their mouth? Um, moderator did not keep control. That's the dude from Fox, Fox, Fox News, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, Christopher Wallace, Christopher Wallace of his time. <laughs> he had no control. From Fox News, no control during him uh, as a moderator, or just chose not to just take control. Who knows? Um, it was things were brought up like there's much slinging in elections, but Donald Trump bringing up uh the cocaine use of Joe Biden's son while Joe Biden is making reference to another one of his sons who died during a war. It's like where did that even come from, bro? Like, <laughs> like you were just waiting for him to mention something. I don't. know. It was so left field. <laughs> it was like you know when somebody's like that. That probably would have been a good line if it was like in the moment. My man, I don't know if he thought he was talking about that son <laughs> or he tried to play it off. Like, which which son are you talking about, <laughs> Hunter? <laughs> like, he's like, come on, bro. Like, and we we've talked about Biden's sons here on this show before, but I mean during a presidential debate, bro, it's like <laughs> it's like this ain't a rap battle, dude. Like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of fair game to do the thing where he had some job in China, something like that, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden, and you know he he didn't really have experience in that industry for him to get the position that he got. Mm-hmm. So people, to, it's fair for people to scrutinize that. But Trump just was just going nuts on him, like just going crazy, so crazy that it's like I don't care what you're saying right now, <laughs> my and, man. You know, Trump. <laughs> Trump could have destroyed Joe Biden because Trump did have him flustered. Trump threw some wild haymakers in the beginning. Joe Biden was kind of off balance. Mm-hmm. If Trump just pulled it back at that point and just let Joe in a shaken state go, he might have won. But he's just going nuts. Wilding. <laughs> Being an asshole. Wilding. Oh, man. Uh, and then not to mention the, the white supremacy thing. I don't know. If you want to jump right to that, no, nah, that was that was nuts too. Was, <laughs> um, yo, just let the audience know, like the the moderator, you says Chris Wallace, right? Was asked, oh sorry, asked mm-hmm. Trump to um, if he would denounce white supremacy and uh, groups of that of that nature, and Trump kind of like tried to play it off. He tried to like change the subject um, when pressed on it. You know, they was like, well, give, give me, give me a group, name one, <laughs> name a group. And I, I, if if I'm if I heard it correctly, I think Chris Chris Wallace said. The Proud Boys, right? And then uh, Trump and goes. Joe Biden said it too. Okay, and then um, Trump says, "All right, Proud Boys, stand back <laughs> and stand by." 
<laughs> like, what? How could that be denouncing in any way, shape? I'm like literally trying to look up if maybe stand, be- stand back and stand by is a military term that I just never <laughs> was up on. I'm like, in what way, shape, or form is that denouncing uh, a white supremacy? If any- and then if anything, he gave them more shine, right? He gave them a ton of publicity. Yeah, they were loving that shit. That was the the, the wild. That's when, remember when Jay-Z rapped on high, juveniles high? Like that, it was that. It was the, like what Ju- Jay-Z did for, for juvenile and cash money. Like that's what Trump did for them. He said, that's Power a- Boys, all right, do a drop right quick. First take. <laughs> that's uh, Donald Glover giving Amigos props at the Golden Globes. <laughs> just yeah. take, taking it to the whole next level. That's, it's yeah, it, it was because nobody. I didn't know who they were. I, I mean, I, I found out who they were since then. Um, uh, uh, just just a group of white of white supremacists who uh, view themselves as chauvinists and uh, I, like it didn't look like they had much popularity to begin with. But obviously, they they ran with this and um, to the point that Twitter actually has been using the hashtag Proud Boys. Uh, and posting pictures of people, members of the LGBT community, kind of like to take back the term, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, which is an excellent play on words, you know what I mean? Would you think about the whole like pride parade and pride. things like that? Yeah, so it's like, hey, yo, nah, I see what y'all did there. <laughs> and you pissed mm-hmm. them off at the same time, so it's like a win-win. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. um, I, you, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's giving them more attention than they even deserve. But I do like the fact that people are fighting back. You know what I mean? And and, and it's like, all right, well, you want to be online with this nonsense? Well, here's what you get to see when you look up your hashtag. You know what I mean? Um, exactly what you don't stand for. Exactly what you're against. You know what I mean? So I like that. But it's just the fact that a president's even saying that in a presidential debate. It just shows why is this dude in power? You know what I mean? Yo, man, asshole. I mean that's an easy one. That's like you know, that one is like you know what's crazy? The moderator asked that knowing that it was gonna be very difficult for him. Mm-hmm. But it's not supposed to be. If you say, yo, uh there's these anti- these white supremacists and it's a group and FBI don't really bang with them like that, like do you fuck with them? Like will you denounce them? The answer is easy. Oh yeah, I denounced them. Not whoever Proud Boys. I don't. I don't fucks with you. All right. Wink, wink. <laughs> Even if you don't want to completely, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but he's he is just weird, man. This dude is just an asshole. Like, oh, what else can I say about it? I'm not even gonna talk about his policies because I'll be honest with you. I don't know what his policies are. Mm-hmm. He don't know what his policies are. What's his name? Ask him about a healthcare plan. Say, yeah, I got one. I got a dope one. What is it? I got one, nigga. You heard me. I, I'm repealing <laughs> Obamacare, but what's the plan? I told you I'm repealing Obamacare, which isn't which isn't repealed. It's 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 almost as if he feels like he like we don't we can't hear him if he just keeps talking. Like we we won't acknowledge the answer. It's like it, and I felt like that a couple times throughout the debate, right? You know what I mean? Like you're not giving a direct answer. You're not saying anything, right. you know what I mean? And, and you're kind of, you're trying to switch it to subjects that are more in your favor. And it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, not with it. But it, it, I knew that going into it. Like, halfway through it, I just was like, I can't really watch this. One is stupid. Two, I'm not just feeling, I'm, I, the debate energy is just so, like, I don't know. Like, like one-on-one, right? Anything, right? One-on-one boxing, one-on-one UFC. It's 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 like man mano a mano, right? It's, it's like man against man. Let's go, let's get it. But then it's just like they took it to a whole nother level where it's like I, I can't even enjoy this. You know what I mean? 
It's just like this right. is like, this is where I, this is like the fate of our country on the line. Say like a UFC, say like Conor McGregor, where I could just laugh it off. <laughs> it's like this Conor right. McGregor running for office. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but shit, <laughs> being an ass. My God. And, you know, people, the commentators are, are talking about Joe Biden's performance as if it's a normal debate. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, he was kind of frazzled and, you know, he's got to pick it up and da da da. I'm like, nigga, if you had somebody yelling at you in a setting in which you're not accustomed to hearing people to, like just acting that way, mm-hmm. yo, you're going to you're gonna be, you'd be like, yo, what in the world? That's, if niggas just started having bullhorns at golf, tournaments or whatever golf games what do you call it a match has to show you how non-golf what is it a golf bout if, if you hear people just start wild and using air horns at a golf bout you like the golfer is gonna be like he's gonna be out of his mind because that's not where you do stuff like that mm-hmm. so you got this debate and this dude just saying crazy shit not letting you get two words out and then people gonna be a young super lucid, charismatic, you know, speak well, all that stuff. They wouldn't know how to handle that because you just want to get a point out on a stage. Like, that's what you do. Like, that's just the the um, the etiquette of that kind of thing. Did, did Trump even ever address um, the, the taxes? The, the $750 that he paid in both 2016 and 2017? Nah, he didn't. Not at all, right? He didn't really. <laughs> they brought it up, but he didn't really address it because they went off on something else and you know what even if he did address it it would be so forgettable because nothing just how wild it was nothing jumped out of that debate except the Proud Boys thing mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. it, uh, it, was, it was weird man it was it was <laughs> just it, it, in a week of a lot of crazy stuff happening on TV like that was that was one of them man that just was like I had, it was a head scratcher but it's kind of like we're just used to it now right it's, it's not like maybe I guess uh Four years ago, when this was going on, and Trump was running through the primary or whatever, and just just you know this annihilating people with the disses, it's like we're used to it now, bro. It's not even surprising, but it's still appalling. It's you know what I'm saying it's still got to be called out for what it is, and it was disgusting to say the least. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean it just gives you it gives you more to show. But um, another thing that happened on TV that was kind of surprising was um Charles Barkley. I don't know if you've seen it, Keith, but he was talking after the um, indictment came down from the Breonna Taylor um, case, so to speak, where she was murdered, obviously, or a no-knock warrant. Um, the only indictment that came down being one of wanton endangerment um, for one of the officers um, for basically shooting without having a clear line of sight. Um, Charles Barkley was, was said something to the extent, I'm paraphrasing here, we can't bunch this with the Ahmaud Arbery and uh george floyd case because this is different um in this situation uh her boyfriend did shoot at a cop uh actually just the exact quote was we do have to take into account that her boyfriend shot at the cops and shot a cop um and it's weird because charles barkley took a lot of flack for this but Shaq kind of agreed too he was like uh this one is sort of lumped in everyone's asking for murder charges when you talk about murder you have to show intent a homicide occurred, and we're sorry a homicide occurred. <coughs> Excuse me. When you have a warrant signed by the judge, you were doing your job, and I imagine that you would fire back. And it's like, like I said, um, Charles definitely took uh, a lot of the heat for this, but it was it's just surprising of this comment being made. You know what I mean? Like, um, you, it's not the same exact situation, 
I guess. But is Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd the same situation? Like, you know what I mean? One of them was, was being stabbed by the cops. The other one's literally being murdered by civilians, right? Hunted by civilians right. and murdered. So it's like, I, I don't know what they were trying to go for with the separation thing. Like, what what are you trying to separate from this? Like, this is what we're saying is Black Lives Matter in a, in, in all cases, in all situations, whether it's a, a Zimmerman or whether it's a, a police officer. You know what I mean? In in, in any of these situations. And I, I just couldn't really see, like, why they go for it. And then why is it it's like, this, this is like, because they're, they're not the only ones. There's people who, who are trying to not honor the memory of this woman who was murdered. No justice really being served for her murder other than, you know, obviously the settlement that was paid out to her family, which I'm sure they'd much rather have her back. Um, and it's like people are just doing anything they could to kind of discredit Breonna Taylor in some way, shape, or form. And it's like, I don't know what Charles is going for with this one. It was a head scratcher, but he's definitely like, people are trying to cancel him, so to speak. You know what I mean? I'm not surprised that they feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaq is very pro police. You see all the, for them for them years where his whole thing was I, I'm a sheriff in this jurisdiction, and I was training to be a cop with the, these people. I guess it was kind of like the almost like a version of the honorary degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember them years when he's doing like no, that I, do. I do. I do. I remember uh, one of the yeah. one of the sheriff's departments wanted to take it away from him for the Kobe dish. <laughs> you said uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you went too that far. Right, no, that's crazy. <laughs> but go ahead, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the how the ass taste one. <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. You got too far, Shaq. <laughs> 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 ain't that kind of funny though? They were about to take Shaq badge away for the Kobe disc, but they probably wouldn't wouldn't take somebody badge away for shooting people for shooting up. Kobe. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, exactly. You're better <laughs> off shooting Kobe. <laughs> Your career would have been would have been much better had you just shot him, Shaq. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm not surprised at those takes. I mean, it's just unfortunate that they. I'm gonna think they should have had a take on it. I think they you got to kind of focus. On something else, especially them being in sports, and this is not like a shut up and dribble or shut up and commentate. It's more so a you should have known better. You just should have known better. But I'm not surprised they feel that way. But that's this is not the time to be espousing those kinds of thoughts. Not from not from them. It doesn't it doesn't help pretty much. Nah. Well, and then inside the NBA has the illusion of being kind of like an NBA ran show right you have nba former players mm-hmm. on it it has nothing to do with the nba though right it's not owned by the nba like it's not like mm-hmm. nba network so it, it is its own entity where you know like sometimes they have gotten letters from the nba with telling Shaq to stop making fun of javel mcgee to that extent and things like that so um it being its own entity it gives off the illusion that is presented by the nba and when the whole nba is pushing black lives matter say her name George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, for them to have that take with that platform, it was just like, whoa. And I think everyone's entitled to have their take, right? I don't think we should live in an America where if your take isn't the popular take, you should shut up. I don't think that we should live like that. You should be entitled to have it. I just didn't even see where it's coming from. Like, now that you said the Shaq thing, it reminded me a little bit more how he is very uh, pro-cop. But why does it have to be when you're pro-cop, you got to be anti-justice for black people? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we got to stop creating this illusion where you're one side or the other um, because it's very dangerous for it to be, like, viewed as that. You know what I mean? Like, you can... I, I have a friend who's a sheriff, and I I, I, I bang with cops. Reality of it is, as, as I wouldn't put that in a rap song, <laughs> but the reality of the situation is if something happens right now, I'm I'm calling cops, and I'm going to expect them to treat me like a taxpaying citizen and, and, and achieve justice for me if that's going to happen. 
that remains to be seen. But the fact of the matter is I'm still going to make the call and it shouldn't be because I don't want to die in the situation or one where I'm stopped by the cops doesn't mean that I can't still support cops and vice versa. You know what I mean? You still can call out an injustice and be the father of a cop or be the, the, the son of a cop. You know what I mean? And be able to still right. call out injustice when it happens. Like it doesn't have to be this one-sided gang mentality thing, but um, it, it, it it's, which so in that respect, I do respect them for having their opinion. It just is sad that that this narrative to dishonor um, Breonna Taylor is being done. Because, like I said, George Floyd and and Ahmaud Arbery weren't the same situation. So you can't even bunch those two if we're going to look at it like that, right? Um, right. So it, it's um, unfortunate. But uh, in other sports news, I guess moving on, sports news, man, and it's something positive with a black coach. Um, your man Doc Rivers, obviously, we I think we spoke. He got let go uh, by the Clippers on a previous episode, but the, he's got signed uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers. And I think for me, more than anything, other than who Doc Rivers in and his um, record, and his accomplishments for a black coach to get a job that quickly, I think it's just awesome, man. A shout out to any, I mean, like because you see coaches, and I shouldn't say that specifically for a black coach. Any coach getting a job that quickly is something awesome because you don't want to see people on unemployed when you know they got talent, but. It doesn't always happen like that for black coaches. And I think we got to acknowledge that that's, that's incredible for Doc Rivers and just a testament to his talent. Definitely. Um, and you've been keeping up with the finals, man? How, how you been uh, NBA NBA finals in October? It's different, right? It's, it's 2020, right? <laughs> it's definitely weird because the feeling in the normal year is that you're enjoying the finals so much and that because you know that after the finals is over, uh, in the summer, is just going to be non-hood sports, right? <laughs> uh, you, like, I, uh, for me, like, I just enjoy it, man. I, I That's what I'm truly present. Before I knew what the, the, that being present was a thing, this mindfulness thing, like, that was, that so was when I was present in the NBA finals, because I'm like, yo, I got to soak up every moment, have all the fun, eat all the popcorn, buy, buy a beer, just sit there, make sure it's nice and chilled, because... If if this game ends in you know four games, it's a wrap for the summer. <laughs> and nothing happening until September, mm-hmm. and I don't like preseason football. So you know, pretty much till September. But now, it's like the NBA and the NFL is happening at the same time. It's crazy. I think Monday night. No, they no one played on Monday night. No, wait, yeah, Monday night there was basketball and Monday night football. No, Sunday night. You think Sunday it was Sunday night of this week. Uh Sunday yeah, oh yeah. Sunday, yeah. Sunday night and Sunday night football and uh goddamn NBA finals. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That and, oh, that, and, and and there was a night uh uh I think there was a basketball game and a debate. Yep, yep. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, so it's like weird because basketball usually doesn't have this much stuff to compete with. At the time of year, you know what I'm saying? So it's um, but it shows a testament to how good basketball is because something that I noticed like now that football season started back up, and I haven't really been into football the past couple of years. I've noticed since I've stopped playing fantasy, it's harder for me to keep up with stuff. Like there were people on certain teams that I was like, damn, I didn't even know he went over there. Just because I haven't um the only thing I can really attribute it to is not being in the fantasy as much as you don't have to be as involved. But it's weird because like I feel like basketball. I've never played fantasy basketball and I've always had a certain level of engagement. I've always known everything that's going on with the league. So it's like, I don't know if basketball has more of that entertainment value, whereas football, because of all the safety precautions or because of like the things you're seeing nowadays, the way the game is played, if it doesn't have that um, 
appeal anymore, but basketball is definitely doing the damn thing, man. Shout out to them. And they're also showing you how to do it safely, right? With the bubble. Right. Like you mentioned it earlier as a joke with um, how the, the NBA is safer than the White House, but the NBA is safer than all these other leagues too, man. Like, <laughs> they showing you how to do it. Yo, yeah, man. The Tennessee Titans just had an outbreak. To, and they said Cam Newton had it. And I think um, the, the Saints had a couple false positives. It's crazy. Yeah. No, um, it, 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 it's nuts, bro. Like, because Tennessee Titans, I think, uh, damn, I'm looking at all the names of people who did get it. Uh, about 11 players altogether. Um, that's an outbreak. <laughs> that's an outbreak if, I, if I've ever seen one. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, a football player has a ton of, that's about a fifth of a football team. Bro, that's you know what I'm saying, yeah. and and then with the Cam Newton thing, it just shows you, I guess, the same way the like the president um getting it shows you like no one's immune, and you know what I mean, like they were able to kind of do it in a way where they I think they played the 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 Patriots game that Cam Newton would have played in the following day, so they were able to bounce back without it um and isolate them, but it it's like the fact that come on, like if you're betting on a game, right? If I I bet on that game thinking Cam Newton was the quarterback. <laughs> like can I I can't change my bet now that you he's clocked out for coronavirus, you know what I'm saying? And it's like that's one of them things right. where they like yeah, your bookie's like, all right, it sucks to be you, nigga. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You knew coronavirus existed before you made that bet. But it's like it's it's literally changing the face of the world and, and like uh, results like that. So it's 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 crazy, man. It shows you like um the do do it the bubble way. I, and well, I guess we'll 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 see what the mental uh, twail that the bubble took because you hear about it with the NBA players like there is a mental aspect to this that has taken an effect on them but um, it, it's I guess we'll have to wait and see and see at the end of the day like what it truly how hard it is to be in a bubble for that long and even possibly longer with some other seasons right Um, yeah see if the NBA does a full season of it next year but in, in terms of uh, just the, the talent on the court I mean, it's entertaining to see Jimmy Butler go out there and just put on a show man like because you said it like Four games ends and then basketball's done, right? Who even knows when basketball's starting back up? Like, that's the next question mark when it would. So the fact that Jimmy Butler was able to turn it up in game three and, and make it a series is like, all right, here we go. You know what I mean? With, with two of his um, players injured, two of his best players injured, it's even more entertaining. So shout out to them. Hopefully it, it continues to be a series and gives us something to watch. Um, Yeah, definitely. Jimmy went crazy. yeah. But yeah, something like I was saying with football too, not even being able to keep track of players. I I wasn't aware that Golden Tate was on the uh, the Giants until this week, where uh, it looks like Golden Tate and uh, Jalen Ramsey actually got into a bit of a scuffle um, on on the field. It was after the game. There was a big hit during the game. Jalen Ramsey definitely like spared uh, Golden Tate to the ground. And you know, if you didn't know what was going on between the two, you might just think it was a big hit. Might not know why Jalen's um, was celebrating as much, but. Apparently, there's personal beef between them. Um, Jalen Ramsey actually dated uh, Golden Tate's sister for a long time and has two children with her. But while she was pregnant with their second child, he actually broke up with her and left her for a, a dancer in Las Vegas. Um, and Golden Tate, you know, was on record. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Golden Tate was definitely on record as saying, like, you know, he's going to have to see me. And I guess in, like, a twist of fate where... One is a wide receiver and the other one's a cornerback. It's like, man, you you had this 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 matchup had to happen, you know what I mean? And um, it did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Golden Tate definitely took the worst of it in the hit on the field, but a, a fight did break out at the end of the game where the players were like shaking hands and then meeting at the fifty. Um, it looks like the punches were thrown and things happened, but it's like, 
you couldn't ask for a better situation, I guess, of your Golden Tate, right? Because anything else would have been assault, right? If you record him at a nightclub, right. <laughs> if you record him, at, but here it's like in the in in the the guys of the W of the I was gonna say WWF <laughs> and the guys of the NFL. Now you can actually at least get a, a sucker a club punch or two off, you know what I mean, without having to face any charges and might not even be suspended at the most. What fined? Because I don't even think there's proper footage of them actually doing what they did to each other. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, work beef is rough, man. That, <laughs> a coworker, a coworker, knock, well, not knocks your sister. Well, you knocks your sister up and dumps her. Yeah, you know, after already having had one kid, but while she's pregnant, that that's rough, man. Because you know the family is gonna be her support system in that time, mm-hmm. and Golden Tate is there, so he's hearing the misery as she's talking. So you know, I know he's feeling. A certain animus towards towards Jalen Ramsey, and by the way, not a, a great place, given that Jalen Ramsey plays uh, defensive back mm-hmm. and Golden Tate's a wide receiver because defensive backs could hit wide receivers really hard. Exactly, <laughs> with, with no, you know, what I'm saying with no excuse. Like the most you got really as a wide receiver is the bump and run. Like hope that you could get a couple of pushes off or something like that. But well, you look really wild, like coming out of nowhere and hitting them. You know what I mean? As a wide receiver. As opposed to it being the other way around, um, I guess. Yeah, remember, um, the Odell Beckham did it to some dude and Josh Norman. Josh Norman, I yeah. think, and they thought that Odell Beckham caught rabies because <laughs> he just went nuts. He lost his damn mind. <laughs> he lost his mind, so he can't do that shit. But basically, Jalen Ramsey did much worse to Golden Tate, and people are like, yeah, good play. <laughs> Pretty happy, yeah, right, man? Like I. I uh, should Golden Tate have warned his sister about uh, DBs and, and wide receivers in general, or just athletes in general? Like, I mean, at, at what point would he could he get pulled to the side, right, and been like, "Well, this guy does look like he's going to the league. <laughs> you you yeah. might want to stop having kids with him." Like, it's like, at what point could you have done that? Because Jalen Ramsey's a young dude, right? Uh, I was surprised that he had mm-hmm. two kids already. I was like, "Damn!" But maybe I was like, maybe I just thought he was younger than he was, but. Um, but also, also, if you know you about to get on, <laughs> like the, the the big reason that we were so serious about wrapping up is because like, yo, I don't want to go broke. But if you know that a kid or two isn't gonna make you go broke, mm-hmm. yeah, you have kids. Like that is that kind that that thing is removed. The 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 stress. I mean, of saying that oh, this kid's gonna put me over the top. Like, I can't. No, I can't do it. If you know you mm-hmm. about to to make it, then you know. Take you take those risks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised too. people will make make a family younger. Yeah. If they if they're rich, like if you're an athlete and you come into some money quicker. I had friends who went to the army and um relative to a lot of the other friends, you start making real money earlier on in life and a lot of those friends got married much earlier than I did. Mhm. In those situations, are you just? I mean, you can't leave it for a stripper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you well, gotta... yeah. I mean, <laughs> not that they were married, but yeah, in a Las Vegas stripper too. It's kind of yeah. kind of weird. Like, <laughs> the story sounds too horrible. Should have done like I don't know, like a, a Tucson, Arizona stripper would feel. The she just story happens to dance be softer. <laughs> she's like a, she's a professional yeah. dancer in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, before we get out of here, man, just I guess in 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 the 
female rappers are always going to be compared to each other, right? And Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, just the way that they came into the industry and then both of them being at the top of their games at the same time, uh, be having a beef with each other, public beef. It's like they always get compared to each other. And there's at two different points of their personal life right now, whereas on one end of the spectrum, um, shout out to Nicki Minaj. She just gave birth to a baby. I think it's a son from what I hear, a baby boy. I could be wrong about that. But um, I know at first she was being very private about the gender of the child and just just wanted people to know that she had a safe um, birth and, and all of that. So shout out to her. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, you got Cardi B, who is uh, experiencing a divorce, right? She, she, I think she filed for divorce. Uh, with Offset, um, which is, you know, like, if it, it does tragic, sound tragic on the surface, but how she expressed it was, they're, you know, they're in a good place. There's no ill will between the two of them. It, maybe they just realize that he's an entertainer, you know what I'm saying? And maybe being in married and committed relationship isn't what he wants to do right now as an entertainer, you know what I mean? So, like... Yeah. I um I guess you know it's so mature in that respect, but it's like damn, you know what I mean you, your heart goes out to Cardi B because nobody wants to go through that, and you know like who knows if there's any money that's gonna be lost by Cardi B or Offset because of it. There's a child involved, you know what I mean. So you know what I mean you don't want to see them going through that. But I guess at the end of the day, right, with all this personal stuff, and and this is why some people have apprehension with signing a female rapper because all this family stuff does take its toll on them. You think we're gonna ever get back to hearing good music from either of them? Um, cause that that WAP was a, I mean, it's, it, it's not my cup of tea in terms of music, but <laughs> it was a pretty, it was doing pretty good, you know what I mean, on the charts, um, before this news broke, and you know, obviously Nicki's just has tons of records where she's achieved so much in the hip hop game. It's like, are they gonna get back to that point? You think? Well, I mean, I I believe that both of them have passed their primes. Yeah, That's, even Cardi, I mean? like, Cardi too. Mm-hmm. I think Cardi, Cardi might be at the end of her prime now, mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. hasn't quite made the dip yet. But Nicki Minaj, I think she's past her prime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that I, I, I'll, I'll leave that there. I'm sure she could still make some good music or whatever, but I don't know. I, I feel as if, you know, I, that's it, nigga. That's, that's, <laughs> what I, it looks like <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion is, is, is like, you know, taking it to where it needs to be, right? She just had the SNL appearance. Like, she looks like she's she has that crown right now at the moment. Let's see what she does with it. Um... Yeah, I, I don't want to make the thing of there could be one uh, female, one woman rapper at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, I te- I think I've, I've learned. I, th- I used to feel that way at a certain point, but I don't feel that way anymore. But um, Cardi B, she's still, she's actually pretty good. I think she's still gonna release more good music. Nicki Minaj, no, I think Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. They could have a good run both at the same time. Mm. Yeah, because they don't. I don't think they and do they what the other one does. Yeah, yeah, I think they. I, and that's the thing. I, don't, I think it's unfair to female rappers to pigeonhole them like that to be like they could only be one popping at the moment because because it, 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 it's it's music. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't do that to other genres. Mm. Why do it without without with female rappers? You know what I mean? Um, so. Like we'll see, you know what I mean? We'll see what it where it takes them. But um shout out to both of them with some definitely the best of luck. Shout out to Megan the Stallion too, you know what I mean? Like she's she's had a weird year. <laughs> Her year's going up and down. And um Tory Lane's album just came out where she's at the center of most of his subject matter. Um, which is it's just crazy that it's it's kinda like he's kinda just trying to justify what happened. And it's like whatever the situation may be, a female left the situation injured, you know what I mean? And it's hard for me to listen to 
that type of stuff where it's like, damn, you know the reality of the situation. But it's like, it's also really good music, right? So it's like a conflict where I guess when I was younger, I, I didn't need feel the need to separate if I could listen to the music and the artist. It was like, it was like, all right, Chris Brown did this, but he still make a good music. You know what I mean? Even R. Kelly made this, you know what I mean? Did this, or we already did this, but obviously he was still dropping music. It wasn't as difficult. Now I'm getting older. It's harder to separate the two. And it's like, I don't know how much I can really listen to the Tory Lanez album because I, of what happened. Like, we don't know the truth, right? Only they know the truth, but it's like, it's not looking good, you know what I mean? <laughs> Remember when albums took so much longer to make? Tory, Because I'm just flabbergasted. Tory Lanez got an album talking about this thing? Talking about the um, that incident? That's yeah. crazy. Just the, just the turnaround on that. I feel like he rushed it out, yeah, I'm too. I'm not interested in listening to it, man. He shot a lady in the foot, but... <laughs> I, I feel like he's, he knows he's in trouble, though, and he's trying to rush it out. Where It's kind of like also Tupac mm-hmm. stuff, where, like, you know, Tupac knew the end was coming, so to speak, for him. It's like, I felt like he mm-hmm. he felt like if he didn't let it out, his story wouldn't be heard. But I just feel like like your are you lawyers... That, 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 are you saying that the hit is out on Tory Lanez? For, for, uh, <laughs> or it possibly, it possibly might be, but definitely, I think the career is... is I, I, can for, it, I can foresee it being a little difficult for his career to bounce back. Um, for where it works. Storylines make good music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know if he's nervous. Because the album, he's, he sounds angry. You know what I'm saying? And he definitely seems like he's hurt by a lot of how people, the industry, I guess, took her side on it as opposed to hearing his side. Um, most people don't talk before they have a case pending. You know what I mean? Why would you want to put stuff that we use against you in court? But um, maybe the people that give him advice are giving him the best advice <laughs> in that respect. So at the time of the shooting, uh, they were dating? Yeah, it sounds like they they had like a bit of a relationship going on, but it wasn't like a a fully public relationship. Like they didn't hit that point where they were making appearance in public. But I guess if you knew them, you knew they were to, they were together. In a, uh, I, and I didn't know this before the shooting or before the album, but that's what it sounds like he's alluding to. And you mm-hmm. know, like they had a romantic relationship. Basically, they went to Kylie Jenner's house, and he was getting a little too close with Kylie. Megan didn't like it and whatever happened from that point on ended in her getting shot in the foot right you know what I mean like whether she pressed him whether whatever the case may be someone pulled out a gun and she ended up with shots it's like one you're not helping me to get to the clarity of what exactly did happen but two you're going very hard to say that it wasn't you so it's like I don't even know how I could really rock with this you know what I mean this happened at Kylie Jenner's house I believe so, yeah. They were leaving Kylie Jenner's house. Oh, yeah. he's in trouble. <laughs> he's in trouble. But you, and, and yes for the shooting, but you, the mere fact that you brought a gun to Kylie Jenner's house. Matter of <laughs> fact, why would you bring a gun to Kylie Jenner's house? Like, what? Like, yo, sometimes I'm like, yo, if I had gotten famous, would I have been just straight up dumb? Like, would, I, would, would the fame and money have turned me stupid? Like, what? Well, I don't know. I guess I, he's not even from this country, rapper. though. He's he's from Canada, if I'm mistaken. So it's like you in America with, a, <laughs> and you walking around strap, bro, at Kylie Jenner's house. <laughs> like it's weird. Yeah, altogether, everything about it. But you know what I mean, like yeah. <laughs> so it sucks so that you know, I mean, you know, young black woman had to get shot, and then like I said, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion because it looks like she's not letting it slow down her career in any way, shape, or form. Which it could have, it could have, you know what I mean? Could have definitely derailed a lot definitely. of things. But uh, shout out to her, man, and uh, keep that's another episode in the books, brother. We are uh, going yeah. strong. Keep going. Keep doing the damn thing. But where can people find you at on social media? Instagram, me on underscore thirty five. 
Nice, nice, nice. You can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. You can also find the Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Check us out. Check us out. Uh, Keith, we got a podcast. We got a podcast. We also got a website, uh, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast uh, featuring me and my boy Keith. Um, Also, my radio show, The Night Shift, and uh, my radio show, Money Talks Radio, that I do with my partner, DJ show so you can check out DJ show and DJ playboy right up on there and uh, every episode of perk for talk podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio SoundCloud and much much more so check it out please leave a review leave a rating leave a comment whatever they allow you to do you know let us know how you do we love your feedback we love to hear how things are so let us know and uh, tell a friend to tell a friend if you like the podcast man keep spreading the love keep passing it on uh, Keith what are you checking out nowadays on television brother Debates, debates. <laughs> Kamala Harris and Mike Pence squaring off, and That's then tomorrow, right? the Corona Bowl next week if it stays a schedule between Biden and Trump. Nice. Yeah, that's on Wednesday. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be something to look forward to. Um, shout out to any the, the new music that's out. Uh, shout out to my man Spec. He's been putting us on to the new Little Wayne album that's out. So I gotta go check that out myself. Uh, Twenty One Savage dropped some new music recently. Um, so go check that out. I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of Twenty One Savage. I ain't gonna front. Um, so shout out to him uh, doing the damn thing. I told y'all that Tory Lanez album is out. Somebody else dropped something new. I can't remember right now. But if it comes to me, man, I'll let y'all know. But um, definitely, man, go check out all the new music that they have popping out there right now. And uh, keep listening to Perfect Talk Podcast, man. Keep saying goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace. <laughs>